Hello, welcome to another Social Dad podcast. It's uh, Monday, the 12th of September. Um, today is the first Monday of, of proper back to school, uh, here in Vancouver at least, where um, kids are in their new classes for the year. Last week, um, it's sort of very stagnated. They started on Tuesday because of the long weekend and they went back for like an hour or two. Um, they saw their friends, but they didn't really sit down and do anything they were just mucking around and playing a few games and sort of trying to get settled after the summer break um and I've been talking to a few um other parents in the schoolyard um at school drop off and pick up and whatever and and there's a a lot of anxiety mainly with the kids um some with the parents as well and that's completely understandable um and the kids um, I've been seeing have been really holding on, especially the kindergarten and grade one kids, where they haven't sort of got that bond with school yet. And they're still very, very attached to their parents or their guardians. Um, and then at school drop off, it can be really stressful for the kids because they they want they need the connection with their parents or guardian um, and they don't feel um like they've they've got their sort of glass full or or bucket full or whatever you want to call it um where during the summer holidays um in a lot of cases they would have access to a parent or guardian or a caretaker uh all day and so if they felt like they needed a hug or they needed some attention or playing or or whatever they could turn to the um their grown-up um for whatever they need and so being dropped off at school is a sort of a new experience or an unfamiliar experience. So they may feel like they're being completely cut off. Um, they're going to have to go cold turkey without their, their grown up. Um, and that's scary for them. Um, and my daughter was the same, especially in kindergarten. She would have she would be in tears and screaming and wouldn't want to go to school and wouldn't want to get dressed and wouldn't want to brush her teeth or breakfast. And she was really digging her heels in at every single stage. Um, and then when it came to dropping her off in the morning, we'd have to like physically hand her to the teacher. And then while she's crying, I would have to leave or, or my wife would have to leave. Um, and that's stressful on, on both parts. Of course, once we're out of sight, that uh, my daughter would be fine, instantly fine. And that happens with most kids. They sort of switch their mind. It's kind of like when... Um, and I've learned this recently, when you walk into a room and you've forgotten what you were going in for, um, like if you're looking for a pair of scissors, you walk through the door, you don't know what you're looking for. And we have, uh, I think it's called like a contextual based memory um, or focus where in the context of what you're doing, like if you're sitting at your desk and you're holding a piece of paper that you need to cut, you think, okay, I need a pair of scissors. When you go through the door, the context changes you're in a new room you completely your mind is switched and you've and you've no idea what you're doing and it's kind of like that with kids so um once the the sort of stress and the trauma um of the moment of going to school and being passed to a teacher has passed and you're gone the context is context has changed and now they're in school mode and they're having fun with their friends and they're mucking around and whatever Perhaps later on they may have a relapse where they realise that they don't have their parent, but in the new context of things, the teacher or the 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 guardian person is there to help them through that. They've trained, they've seen it 
time and time again, so they're good with it. Um, so what I've learned to do through watching a podcast by like Dr. Becky and a whole bunch of other people going to seminars and listening to podcasts um, is to, before school, fill up your child's bucket, give them your complete focus, give them enough love and uh, attention. And if they want to play, that's great. Um, I found that I'd have to wake up my daughter a little earlier than than I'd prefer, uh, just so we have time to, to have this extra time. So it's not like, wake up, have breakfast, brush teeth, get dressed, go. Because that can be stressful, especially if they don't, haven't got the routine set in. So wake them up half an hour earlier, um, have a play, have a cuddle, um, wake up slowly, make sure that they feel content. Um, and then make sure that they feel sort of satisfied all the way up um, to, you know, engage them in conversation. Like I find if I engage my daughter in a conversation that's sort of fun and light, um, that and, and completely nothing to do with school on the way to on the way to school. Like we'll talk about dogs, or we'll talk about, you know, wouldn't it be funny if cats could ride bikes? Anything. I'll tell them a little story then they'll associate that walk and their journey and their lead up to school as pleasurable. And then they're more likely to be in, in a good mental place to be then handed off to their teacher or to transition into, um, you know, learning and, and listening to other people. Um, if you sort of rush through the morning routine and you're stressing and say, come on, come on, get out the door, get out the door. It's, it's stressful. Like if someone was shouting at you saying, come on, hurry up, hurry up, get, you know, have your breakfast, come come on, get dressed, put your underpants on, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth. We're late. We're late. This is always your fault. You're late. It puts you in a horrible mood. Like if someone was telling me that before I went to work, I'd be like livid and I wouldn't want to do anything. I just want to go back to bed and I'd hate what I was doing. And it would take me a long time to adjust. Um, and so it can be stressful. The whole morning can be stressful. And so my main advice would be set out and, you know, getting up in the mornings, especially on the winter mornings when it's dark and horrible, try and set a little extra time in the mornings to fill their buckets, fill your own buckets, um, and make sure that everyone uh, feels good in the morning. Um, because you know, it, it's a hard time going back to school. Like, I, I didn't want to go back to school. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then I wanted to talk about school drop-off and safety tips because uh, a BCAA, um, British Columbia Automobile Association, autom Automotive, um, have uh, did a survey and realised that uh, British Columbia drivers get a, a D grade. They are terrible at... Uh, driving in school zones. They're too fast, they're dangerous, they're looking at their uh, phones, they're just distracted. Even this morning, as I'm as I'm hand-in-hand uh, hand with my daughter, we're at the, the crosswalk, I was going to say zebra crossing, that's what we call it in England, uh, the crosswalk, and a woman, or a, a driver, um, drove through, like maybe a foot away from us, saw us and waved like oh sorry i didn't stop if you've got time to look and wave stop the car okay forget that it's illegal and highly dangerous to, to drive through a crosswalk when there's someone on it 
stop your car, be a better driver. If you're in that much of a rush or if you can't concentrate, you got to change something. So um, I wrote a blog a while ago, but the the uh, survey reminded me. Here's some top tips. And if you're listening, you probably don't even know this, but I want to say it anyway, just in case there's one person who thinks, oh, my phone buzzed, I should just check it. Please, please don't. Um, stay off your phone. There's no excuses at all, ever. Um, if you haven't got hands-free care, I mean, even with a hands-free care, it's distracting. So just wait or pull over or do something. Because there's kids and kids are completely oblivious, oblivious, oblivious to what's going around them. They aren't looking both ways. We tried to teach them, but they're still not. And they're small, so you probably can't teach them. Especially if you're in a big uh, truck or you're sitting low in the, in the seat. Um, you know, you can't see what's down in front. Uh, kids are small. Kids are not road aware. So slow down. Um, you should expect kids to step out between cars. Um, it, there's no excuse to be surprised, especially if you're in a school zone to, to see a, a kid run out, whether chasing a ball or just walking across or on a scooter, which go super fast anyway. Um, you should expect them to be stepping out. If there's a line of cars next to a school, probably I'd say the chances are pretty high that a kid's going to walk out. Um, if it's raining or dark, uh, turn your lights on and slow down. Um, if there's literally anything that could be hitting your windshield, whether it's rain or snow or fog or darkness, you know, I know that's a lack of something, but whatever, slow down, turn your lights on, make yourself as visible as possible, assume that someone's going to jump out. Um, and don't park in the drop-off lane. It's super annoying, and it means people have to double park and double drive into the middle of the road, which means there's people who are oncoming in the wrong lane. And again, there's probably kids who are trying to get to school and they're not thinking that someone else is going to go in the wrong lane because someone's double parked. Just, you know, slow down, leave enough time. If you can, walk or take a bus. Um, I know that's super inconvenient for a lot of people. So whatever, just, just you know, be better at driving. It's not that hard. And if it is hard, you know, figure it out. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the point. I don't even have a guest today. Um, <clears throat> I actually wrote a, another blog uh, on socialdad.com about, oh, sorry, socialdad.ca, not .com. Couldn't buy that domain. Uh, it was really expensive. Um, and I wrote a back-to-school action plan, um, of which we didn't do any. Um, so I had good intentions, um, but as most good intentions, nothing happened with them. Um, so the, the back to school, uh, action plan, which you can do every weekend really. Uh, and it's to keep kids in a, a mindset where they know that they have to in the morning, get up, they get dressed. They're going to have some time to play. They're going to have some time to do the things that they want to do as well as, uh, what your parents or their guardian want them to do. Um, so number one, get back on a bedtime and wake up schedule. So <clears throat> during the summer, we let our daughter stay up late uh, with a mind that hopefully she would stay up in the morning and give us a, a minute to drink coffee. Of course, that never happened and she was super tired and crabby. Um, but, you know, we, we didn't push the bedtime routine. But now we're back at school, we do. So we have an eight to eight sleep schedule. Whether she's ready for bed at that time or not 
usually not. And she doesn't want to go to sleep and she'll talk and then talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's super annoying. But she knows that eight o'clock is the TV has already been off for half an hour. Um, so we have last show at 7.15 to 7.30. 7.30 is brushing teeth, reading a book, having a last play if she wants, you know, faff around for a while. But then at eight o'clock, it's in bed. Um, and then eight o'clock in the morning, she wakes up um, or a little earlier sometimes as well, uh, especially on a Monday, because I think she needs some extra time to, to fill a bucket and have a play and a bit of a cuddle. Um, breakfast, brush teeth, get dressed every day in the run up to the first day, but also on the weekend. So Monday isn't such a struggle. Um, and then start adding structure and, and activities to the day. So, so the kids, um, learn about being busy and, and how to transition between tasks. And that's really, that can be a tricky one. I know even for me, transitioning between tasks, it takes a minute. Like if I'm doing something, I can't go straight from one thing to another. I have to sort of reset my brain a little. Um, and sometimes I need a, a quiet minute just to, you know, look out the window or sort of collect my thoughts from doing one mind heavy task to another. And kids are especially like that as well. So if they're doing some math, um, uh, they need a, a minute, they need to sort of, you know, switch over the desk, they need to put something away and put the uh, get uh, an English book out or a writing book or something um, just so that they can change again, change the context of what they're doing. Um, and it helps to be fresh and be in the mood for learning. Um, and, uh, I'd say return to get, uh, returning to pack lunches, um, where my daughter will take her lunch that I set out with all the fresh fruit and things that I spend an awful lot of money on for a little trip to school and back and then I see her at home again and she's complaining that she's hungry um of course she's hungry she hadn't had lunch she ate like the chips and that's it so my voice is going um so you know all we can do is pack the things that I think she's going to eat and I hope she does and then if not then I give her the the fruit and stuff that she hasn't eaten at lunchtime chop it up and put it in a smoothie and give it to her after after school and then she'll drink that um so then at least she's getting her fruit um and some vegetables or sneak in a bit of spinach or some carrots um and and at least they get their nutrients not at the ideal time but i've come to accept that her largest meal will be as soon as she's home from school because she's tired and crabby and really hungry because she hasn't eaten properly all day because she's been running around and learning and navigating as social situations which is hard um and then um the last thing that i sort of originally i wrote you should get new uh, school supplies and then i changed it to get not all new school supplies so get some if you're changing anything at all or getting any new because i know a lot of people aren't in a position right now to to you know replace backpacks and stuff um it's expensive and everything's expensive but if you do, um, don't get everything new. Have some things that are familiar, like a pencil case. It doesn't matter if it's in a bit of a, you know, worse for wear situation after last year, because it it can take the edge off feeling like everything is new and, and therefore scary. Um, and I sort of want to minimize the culture shock by easing into the school day. Um, we've been reading every day as well, um, but adding some more learning 
games um, and education. There's a really good one. Um, Bums. Oh, who was it? Uh, And they sent me a bag of stuff and I can't find it anywhere. Um, So I've I've actually got a couple of uh, educational stuff that I'm going to have to put up on the blog um, because they're really, really good. Uh, There's one maths game. Hang on, I'm just going to find it. One sec. Found it. Hold on. Oh, this is so professional. Okay, here it is. It is called... Oh, no, I can't find the card. Okay. Here we go. It's called Prodigy. There we go. Prodigy. I should have known that. It's a very clever name. Um, And the tagline is, Learning has no limits. And what it is, it's a bunch of games, uh, maths games, and it makes learning really fun. Um, and it's on the iPad, and you can sign up. Um, I'm going to look at... Oh, there we go. Um, so, yeah, so uh, educational games for kids. Um, and I find that if like the kid is enjoying it, uh, it actually, even myself, if I'm enjoying it, um then i'm gonna do it really if i'm not if i'm not enjoying a a learning or a game or anything else i'm just not gonna do it it it's just not fun i don't want to spend my spare time doing it um so uh the prodigy and you can get a prodigygame.com um is it's tools for classrooming kids um where whether you're on a lesson plan at school or tackling questions at home prodigies evidence-based tools make learning fun and effective for kids and i know there's a lot of games who say learning is fun now and they fail miserably because it's not fun it's still learning um in a super boring way um but this is actually really good the graphics are cute um really nice and there's english and math and um it's game-based learning um i remember when i was growing up we had a game it was like a frog on little lily pads and you had to do uh math questions to to go onto each pad and it's like a little maze thing it was like computers were in their own infancy so that was exciting at the time this is way cool like i wish i had this um so we have it on the ipad um i have it on my phone um <clears throat> and she can play it and she picks it up and she plays it for half an hour ago and then she watches some Netflix or something, some pepper. Um and it, it's really good. Like I like having that sort of casual thing where I don't force her to sit down and do it. Like I, I have it on the tools that she has access to, and then she will open it up and she'll have a go. And it's really fun. Um I I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's, there's been a few. Um, there's another one where it's, I think it's called Osmo, where it has a little um, base, a stand for the iPad, and then like a little mirror that goes on the top of the camera, and then you put uh, a bunch of learning books underneath. That's really good. And there are also Disney characters as the Frozen um, <clears throat> princesses and a bunch of other ones, and she really likes that as well. But because there's a sort of slight disconnect because you're putting a book under there you feel you you do use a pen on that and it is quite fun but um 
she likes to do the maps and things, but she's not actually going to write stuff. But with the Prodigy game, um, it's actually really fun. Um, this isn't sponsored or anything. Um, I just think it's a cool game. They sent me a demo uh, and we've been mucking around with it and she really likes it. Um, and from what I've seen, I enjoy it as well. And she seems to, to get it. Um, like, I think it is helping with her maths. And that was something I was a bit worried about. We now know she's six and a half, so like, she doesn't really need maths that bad. But um, it's cool to know that she's she's actually starting to pick it up, um, largely thanks to Prodigy. Um, <clears throat> so, again, not sponsored, but if you want to go and have a look, um, prodigygame.com, and there's an app and all the things. Um, so check it out. Um, yeah, so that's it today. Um, to reiterate, fill up your child's bucket make them feel content make them understand that they're loved and and don't rush them in the morning i know mornings can be an absolutely hectic mess with everyone trying to get out the door at the same time but if at all possible take a little time listen to their questions and their concerns and ask them how they're feeling um you know and and after school as well you can find out sort of um i actually if you say what did you do today my like to my daughter she'll say we did stuff and you get nothing like oh um i don't know what we did today i've got no clue which isn't really helpful and you can't really help them with that but i've I've learned to ask more specific questions like what was the best part of your day what was the worst part of your day um do you need any help with anything um what do you need to succeed how are your teachers like did your teachers talk to you today um how did you feel about that that kind of stuff and it's if and also not as soon as they finish school they've just had a full day of answering questions and being told what to do and learning and navigating their ki- uh, fellow kids and classmates and teachers and and that's a lot to put on a kid um you know when you leave the office for the day uh you don't want to talk to anyone everyone has just been at you all day and it's you're done so if you're going to ask kids how the day was, do it at bedtime when they want to talk anyway, just so they don't have to go to sleep. Um, it's a much better time to get them to open up. They're relaxed. They're, they're, there's less of a barrier to, to have a chat. Um, yeah, so that's all for me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, then tell a friend. Um, and that's it. Uh, I'll be back soon with another guest. And I hope you have a really good week. Cheers. Bye.